Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ilya Dragunov, the star. Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, Chino Liao, and Rowan ASH on a special audio only episode as we do every Monday night. Tuesday or uh, Wednesday, whenever this goes up for the rest of you. Thank you so much for always making the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast a part of your wrestling diet. Uh, let's start with a few greetings. Uh, we've got a couple of people that we have to shout out to. There's mm-hmm. one uh, one fan who Chino ran into at the mall recently. Do you remember his name? <laughs> so Rich. Last yeah, week, I was getting ice cream. Somebody <laughs> went up to me uh, of all places and said, hey, he was a fan. So... He actually called the pod by the proper name. He said, are you Chino of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast? Uh, the whole, so, of, of the smart eaters creating this podcast. I love it. I, I, you, you love to hear. Pa, like mm-hmm. the last time. Uh, also saying hi to all the people who said what's up to me uh, during the uh, MWF show. Yeah, uh, see, Kyle, see Kyle Jimenez. Met him yeah, for the first time. That one guy Rowan introduced me to. And another yes. guy uh, Martin introduced me to. Let's say that. What's up to you guys? Thanks you for always listening, tuning in. Sorry if I don't remember all your names. There are Oh, there was well, there were a few guys as well. Satoikon saying what's up to all of them, everybody. Yeah. Over the weekend. So Geek World. Satoikon tayo ano, mas mas uh mas like, mataas yung chance na makilala. <laughs> mas yeah. yeah, last year I was approached by a couple of guys at Toycon. If Rowan was there, he would probably Saka na mukhaan din ako ni the day one Roman Reigns. Eh. <laughs> Oi, <laughs> si, si Blake. Si Blake. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, what's up to Blake? Uh, Balake. Yon. Uh, one last shout out going out to one of our OG patrons, Ninang Abi, who just got a huge promotion at work. Hey. hey. Congrats. Congrats, Abby. Congrats to Ninang Abi. Really appreciate all of you who take time out to just say hi and to chat with us, whether it was at ToyCon or at the MWF taping or in Chino's case while he was getting ice cream. Uh, it, it does mean a lot to us when you tell us that you tune into the pod. And you call Rowan. Did you shout out Kyle? I did shout out Kyle. Okay. All right. Okay. That counts. Everybody uh, got approached over uh, over the weekend. Uh, Emil's not here. He is still over in Naga, and he's got some family stuff to attend to as we're recording this. Maybe we'll get it from him. Maybe. Let's see if we're going to buy it in Naga. Or if Emil will buy it in Naga. Well, you know where we're going to buy it? We are going to buy it in Ireland, in Kenya, in Romania, Germany. 
you know, all the all those other places. If you're listening to the wrestling wrestling podcast now, we're still charting after what a few weeks. So I know that you guys are still listening to us. So hello from all around the world. Tayo ang tunay na Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Yes. Worldwide. Tale. <laughs> all right. Uh, we've got a couple of stuff to plug. Of course, you've got the Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as five uh, five dollars or two sixty to seventy pesos a month for all of the good stuff that comes with being a wrestling wrestling podcast patron, which Emil eloquently uh, puts out every week on the live stream. And we've got the viewing party for SummerSlam that's happening on the first weekend of August. Someone actually messaged us over the mm. weekend to Facebook page natin. Yeah, uh, wala pa yung tickets uh, online ticketing page on our uh, on the Geek Talk PH Snack uh, account. But stay tuned for that. I've already notified the boys, Legend Dennis and Galactic Shark, who you might have seen at ToyCon over the weekend as well. Uh, I know they ran into a bunch of WWE cosplayers. I know one guy even tried to cash in money in the bank. So uh, they'll be there at the SummerSlam viewing party on on August sixth. That's a Sunday morning. Uh, we'll be watching together at Skinny Mike Sports Bar in BGC. Sure enough, sure enough, because they have asked us, people have asked them. So uh, everyone is really excited to finally watch uh, Jay Uso main event. Jay Uso take on the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So uh, stay tuned uh, for the prices, for the how to buy. Maybe we'll even get raffle sponsors. So who knows? Just let us know your interest. We'll work to get it done. And uh, we'll see you all there. All right. Uh, what a great segue to the first pick of the week, which comes from Rowan ASH. And it involves one main event, Jey Uso, and one tribal chief. Yes. The um, pick of the week is the tribal court or the trial of Roman Reigns. And the uh, main event brawl. So what I like about the segment is Roman's acting. Kasi it was really convincing. Like, facial expression niya palang uh, panalo na. It, it says it all. And I was so convinced na he will actually relinquish the title of being the tribal chief and the uh, UU championship. Pero I, at the same time, I felt like it was weird. Kasi we all know that they're gonna have a SummerSlam match. Pero when Roman swerved us with by giving Jey Uso the low blow, I was like, oh, okay. This is really cool. And then they brawl even before the show ended. So this goes to show that Roman is threatened again, like uh, of potentially losing the UU championship. Because it happened first time, siguro, uh, Edge versus uh, versus Edge and Brian chaka versus Brock. And it's happening all over again with his cousin. And this is like going to be their uh, third round, diba. And then Jay also cut a passionate promo it really gave me flashbacks of it gave me flashback of 2020 because it's like the pandemic all over again although not the bad part of the pandemic but like WWE storylines back in 2020 like they made it better and now that the match is set I hope it's gonna be a title uh, title match for sure title match yeah. and uh, I hope it was. It's gonna be Jay that will end Roman's reign of terror at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, we've been calling for this for quite a while on the pod. Now Jay will uh, will finally be a singles challenger 
to Roman Reigns. Uh, speaking of Roman, I really love how he knows how to cry on command. You know, it, it's way easier, th- uh, it's easier than it looks. Um, not everyone can pull that off. A lot of uh, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of actors, even when they try to cry, sometimes but they just hide their hands in their faces. But the, to see the actual tear uh, come out of his eye, that was Chef's kiss acting from Roman right there. That's uh, this next level method acting. You see, you think it's easy, but then you try and actually. As somebody who's acted before, when you actually have to try and do it, so it's not as easy as it looks, guys. And I'm pretty sure they really had to put Roman through the ringer here of acting workshops. Behind my pull off again, because I'm gonna then on touch na nagzoom in sila. No unakala ko was just trying to fake it, and then nagzoom in sila, and you could see actual Luna. tears rolling down the side of his cheek there. And then he struck the low blow, and that was just mm, so good. But you, so that's what really put it over the top for me. So that's why I also love this particular segment. Yung luha niya very Pinoy showbiz, eh, no? Yung isang patak lang. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell, like, Star Magic si Roman, eh, like Star Magic Workshop. So, but at least uh, I know, no. he, he did it live, but that's... Yeah, yeah that's people, hard. That's fucking hard. Right. That's, like, yeah, that's almost theater right there. I think uh, it's a, a theater kid myself. Oh, Diyo, Pani and Rome, yeah. uh, Rowan. The Almarun Rome. What I would do myself, I would sound like I'm crying. Pero wala panalalabas. Show the so people your weird. secrets. So it's weird. You, uh, well, that's my secret. Pero yeah. it's not convincing. Uh, if uh, you think of it. Nung Saturday, um, well, actually I watched this yesterday now. But nung Saturday, I was... Um, I, I saw I saw the segment's results at, like uh, before I got to catch the whole segment. So I saw now, okay, there was a fake out of um, Roman presenting the, the lay to to Jay. And then, you know, uh, fake tribal chief giving. And then I was wondering, how did, how did they get there? How did they get to point A to point B and then to point C? And then I saw it. It was so good. I was pretty good writing. Yeah. Uh, Roman says uh, he's tired of all this. Parang, pa siya ng konti. He's saying, uh, do you really think I like doing this and all that? Parang, he says uh, he got he got five kids. Uh, uh, like uh, almost as much as he played the victim so well. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And actually, if it wasn't a clear gaslighting, I would have accepted that as a Roman baby face turn. But okay, this is how you humanize the tribal chief outs- uh, you know, beyond g- going back to the big dog thing. Right? So that was pretty cool, and I hope that they explore that in the future when it's time to really turn the tribal chief character a, a babyface to us. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I gotta ask you guys though: what, Did this segment deserve to go thirty to forty minutes and take up I, like one third of the show? I think yes, because it has to be the story has to be told ng maayos eh. Kahit pin, pag pinahaba. Okay lang kasi uh, yung details malalagay din dyan. Although, konti lang yung matches. Like, the whole SmackDown, they booked it perfectly kasi. Uh, even if konti lang yung matches. Kaya, the segment, it's fine na naging 30 minutes. Okay. I feel like it could have at least been 10 minutes shorter. Right. Right. Kasi nakpull off na nila yung kailangan nila gawin. And and the beat down at the end so gratuitous. Super <laughs> so, 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 like, we, we got the point across. They don't need to hit 
us over the head with with like the vicious beatdown they gave the Usos. I feel like if they just cut, if they do one of those things where they just cut in the middle of the beatdown, but it gets to the entire So I don't know. I, I felt like it could have been a little shorter. I was originally gonna argue that it was okay, but then I realized that considering the SmackDown's only really one hour twenty minus all the commercial breaks. So maybe we could have had the second half on next week's episode of SmackDown. Like end it where Jimmy and Jay had to go to the hospital because Jimmy, and then next week Jay calls Roman out and challenges him for the Universal Championship. Yeah, I think we got time enough. There, there are still enough weeks left until SummerSlam. You already know you're headed to SummerSlam with Jay versus Roman, right? so uh, you might as well. Right? But yeah, um, I thought that was crazy. But if I were someone backstage, yes, the bloodline is bringing the money to the table, right? so um, there's no real reason to hate on them. But at the same time, you're losing TV time to uh, the drama that uh, everyone likes better. Can be too overboard sometimes. Yeah, siguring consuelo na lang is that this doesn't happen every week, yeah, right? I Roman's guess. not there every week, so you might as well maximize him. Uh, uh, so para makatipid din for next week's SmackDown, parang ganon. Hmm. Diba? next week it's probably just gonna be all recaps, or maybe Jay cutting a babyface promo all on his own, with maybe Paul Heyman coming out to retort or whatever. Right. Okay. So yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah, uh, given everything we went through yesterday at the MWF tapings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, man. I'm just really tired. Oh, my. All right, uh, let's get to my pick of the week, which is from the same episode of SmackDown that uh, Rowan mentioned. It's Edge versus our boy, former guest of the podcast, Grayson Waller, in his main roster debut. And it was a very simple story, brash, arrogant, loudmouth, thinking that he could take down the active Hall of Famer. And uh, I appreciated how uh, they made Waller look good in his comeback match. Because a lot of people forget that he was actually injured on his way out of NXT. Which is why he just kept hosting the Grayson Waller effect in his first couple of months on the main roster. Uh, there were a few moments that really stood out to me in the match. Like in Twisting Unprettier, that was a nice little uh, call back to Edge and Christian. And sobrang tawang tawa ako when uh, Waller did the Kobe yung jumping off the top rope. That's the crossover. Siya. And, and then he did the splash. And then... Um, I, I I remember that post from last week where Chris Hero identified the differences in wrestling from all over the world. But uh, when Edge hit that, his finishing spear on uh, Grayson Waller, who was trying to hit his finish, it looked like a game of mental chess. Uh, you know, um, being visualized right there. Now Edge finally got the upper hand because he was a veteran. Nabasa niya si Grayson Waller, so that was a nice way to end that match and. Um, when when Edge grabbed the mic and say, said, "Hey Waller, you swam," parang endorsement na rin siya, I guess for Grayson Waller, kind of like how the Undertaker shook John Cena's hand after his debut match against Kurt Angle noong 2002. So it was fun. Uh, it involved two wrestlers I really liked, and uh, I guess that was the pinaka main event in terms of in-ring matches for that episode of SmackDown. No, not just that. Um, I think that. Uh... It's not just him reading Grayson Waller. It's also him watching Grayson Waller tape the bus. So um, we need to see more of that. The people watching other wrestlers on the show, like it's not like there is no footage of Grayson Waller in the WWE floating around. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the thing about mental chess is that I finally figured out why I like watching this era of Edge. Uh, he comes from a time where... Uh, 
people called it in the ring a lot more often. Like you know, Eddie likes to call it in the ring, they like switch up, whatever. But um, he keeps that pace. Edge keeps that pace better. He writes his matches. So uh, he's not leaving. He's not, you know, calling it as it goes along. He's not calling it on the fly, which would lead to really awkward stuff. Like uh, if you uh, if you've seen Chris Jericho versus uh, Shelton Benjamin's Taboo Tuesday, you would see that that was pretty weird because uh, neither of them knew they were going to work each other that night. So uh, he takes that pace and then uses the power, the advantage of scripting your entire match. So that's what makes it really good. Um, I don't know if I've been Paul London pilled at this point, but uh, I'm starting to like the slower matches more, um, the quote-unquote storytelling matches a lot more. And this was one of them. And I, you really enjoy how Edge slowed it down so that the entire audience can see, uh, can digest the yung, yung action that happened in I don't want to sound like the boomer here, but it is nice. I got to admit. Mm-hmm. But the rub that they're giving uh, Grayson Waller is incredible. The amount of respect and 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 um, responsibility that they've placed on his shoulders as a young superstar. About granted, he's not really that young. Is incredible to say they they put him up against Edge right away. That's like that's synonymous to what they did with Seth and Braun Breaker. Over last weekend, seeing how far this kid can go in the main roster and seeing what he can do against a veteran like Edge is just a, is a testament to how much faith they have in Grayson Waller as a superstar. And I'm just all for Grayson Waller to, to go all the way at this point, like whether whether that means winning a money in the bank in the future, being the main face of the brand, he's proven that He's proven that he can draw heat. He's proven that he can draw a, a reaction. And then now he just proved that he can go in the ring as well. So for all the people who are seeing Grayson Waller for the very first time in the larger wrestling audience, what a perfect match to catch for him in the uh, SmackDown. Yeah, sobrang suerte niya ngay. Kasi like, he had a segment with John Cena at Money in the Bank. Tapos, now with Edge uh, being a guest uh, the Grayson Waller in the Grayson Waller effect, Tapos, they had a match. Uh, and to make things better, sa MSG pa. And it's only a rare occasion for younger wrestlers to have that opportunity. Siguro the closest would be like Theory, see si Austin Theory. So uh, I guess he's like the second uh, Austin Theory in, in the roster right now. And so when, when I watched the match, pala, uh, I was like, this guy is so good. He's so good. And Bakit hindi nila binigay sa kanya NXT Championship? Because I think he can handle it. Like he can he can run and become the locker room leader over at NXT. Pero now that he's in the main roster, I think magiging champion din naman siya. And okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins Money in the Bank. I'm yeah, secretly, yeah, secretly I want him to become champion para lang mas maging totoo yung WrestleMania in Australia. Sabi niya ni. <laughs> like it's easier for country. all of our time actually true yeah. yeah and it's also easier on our wallets if ever so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was calling for him to beat Ron Breaker but you know that didn't happen so uh, we, we've been knew that he was good uh, it's just that a lot of people didn't want to because he grew he, he came up with the NXT 2.0 uh, format so people weren't really uh, taking that seriously and then you know Everyone thought, okay, they're they're all just characters, and then they're all just you know uh, 
performance center products na hindi naman indie. But you know, we all know that uh, Grayson Waller, FKA, Maddie Wahlberg was a product of the Australian indie. So uh, I'm glad I'm not here to gatekeep. I'm glad that everyone now knows what we know. And it's an excuse for us to keep promoting the episode. Yeah. I wonder how many kids that he used to teach, as in, you know, he was a school teacher back in Sydney. How many uh, of his former students would watch Smack then and be like, hey, it's Mr. Uh, I, I'm not trying to pronounce his last name, Mr. Farrelly or Farrelly uh, on TV or whatever. Like, I, 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 I shameless. get a kick out of that. Uh, <laughs> 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 it depends how you say it. Because Stan said it kind of Italian. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name correctly. So, uh, sorry, Mr. Waller. Uh, but yeah, um, one last thing on this match. Uh, it's kind of weird seeing Edge being the slower, bigger guy in this era. Because in his heyday, when he was much younger, he was actually considered relatively smaller compared to the rest oh, of yeah. his counterparts. I mean, you got to understand, he's been out 11 years. No, <laughs> so, no, 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 no. No, it's, it's, oh, it, it's uh, telling of how everyone has gotten relatively smaller. smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, in yeah, awesome. he was already mid-sized in the two thousands, and now he's thinner and slimmer, and he's still bigger. So mm. that's pretty fucked up. But it goes to show that uh, the the industry, and even Vince, uh, to his credit, has moved on from uh, the meathead, the slow, clunky meatheads that he used to sign back in the nineties and two thousands, and has gravitated more toward the uh, athletic build, the realistic athletic build. Yeah, if even when you see uh, Edge in real life, you'll see why he really fit in the cast of Vikings. Because he's a big person. Like, yung 6'4 niya is legit. No, he really does look 6'4, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's no, di ba, di ba, nung, nung 2000s, nung, nung heyday. Oh, well, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Compared to that. Yeah. Batista, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. Oh, yung mga Batista. Yung mga, yeah. No, not, yung mga mid-carders like Luther Reigns. Luther Reigns is fucking huge, man. Or Chris Masters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, uh, let's move on to Emil's pick before we go to break here. This one is from Monday Night Raw, and it was the rematch between Rhea Ripley and Natalia for the Women's World Championship. Uh, Emil said that he didn't have any expectations coming to the match, uh, especially because uh, because the Night of Champions match was a squash match that ended in 69 seconds. So he was expecting another squash. And then when Natalia kicked out of Rhea's moves, he found himself invested in a match that you know, he thought was just going to be another squash. Um, he also feels that it's the best title defense ni Rhea Ripley in her current reign. So he's giving Natty props for bringing her A game in the match and to Rhea as well for making Natty look like a legitimate threat in that match. Yeah, so at the young, um, I, I mentioned Paul London twice in this episode already, uh, but this is exactly what he was saying no? uh, when, when we were talking to him. So uh, the part where he said, um, you should wrestle it like a fight and you should stand out you know, in the sea of uh, wrestling where it all feels the same and it's all uh, work rate heavy, Diba. Uh, this did that job, you know. I've seen the backstage reports saying that everyone was super impressed by how uh, both women, not just Natalia, uh, but you know, especially Natalia, because you don't really get to see much of her nowadays. So that was pretty good, and um, it was gritty. It wasn't the the most smooth. It wasn't like a highly choreographed dance of uh, violence, about, but it was legit. It was real. It was uh, as Chilly Willie likes to say, hard style. So um, that I is. I've heard that term in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I, I use it in commentary a few months back, but anyway, um, it was pretty much uh, 
what wrestling used to be actually 20 years ago when we were watching. Uh, so you and Rowan, if you <laughs> that's what you what we normally saw on TV, and then mm-hmm. the cruiserweights changed that up. Right? So that's pretty cool. And um, I don't know who Sasabing Sayang because it's it's a TV feud more uh, more than anything. Because they didn't really give the the pay per view time to Natalia for this, but they only went 69 seconds in Saudi. So um, now I guess um, they should. I hope they change their minds because. Women to, eh, uh, it's there is a place for this kind of uh sports entertainment, if, if you will. Diba? So uh, I hope that this leads to some sort of change because I do like it, but I think we all like it then when there is a wide variety of choices when it comes to our wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I like the, the match as well. I also appreciated the time that they gave Natalia who has just proven to be a steady hand in her division. She was just there working the spots that she's been giving, the moments that she's been given. And then boom, mo Guinness record holder. Multiple time Guinness record holder. Yeah, so good, congrats to Natalia, man. First of all, we don't give her enough props on, on the pod. She has, like, then, she has like the most pay-per-view for women too. Like people. Yeah. Oh, one of the records that she holds. Also most matches for women by some some Guinness award yeah, right That's so right. good good job Natty for put despite the, have being the vet in this matchup she also legitimately looked like the underdog here in a threat yes because Rhea made her look like a threat so balance to match at all like Rose said it was very reminiscent of the 2000s wrestling the ruthless aggression wrestling that we all watched so I hope actually very surprising that how it turned out. Yeah, well, uh, everybody knows that I'm not the biggest Natalia fan, pero oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Why not? are we supposed to know? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't. I didn't get the memo that we were supposed to know this, but okay, go ahead. Getting homework, bro. Well, <laughs> well, she was very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was very impressive in the match. Like seeing this match, parang she competed like. As if it's her retirement match, like no? it's her last oh, match. Okay. Yeah, ganon siya kagaling, like ganon yung performance niya uh, against Rhea Ripley. Uh, and I thought it was gonna be a squash match, pero Natalia initiated the pre-match assault. Yeah, it's gonna be different this time. Yeah, uh, with this match, I think I should I shouldn't hate Natalia anymore. Chaka, you know, Emil asked this question uh, on Twitter. Na like, what is your mature uh, wrestling realization? And I'm gonna answer it right now. And uh, you don't have to be a champion to find success in wrestling. Because I, I mean, this is like how I see Natalia. Like she doesn't have, she doesn't have to win the championship. Because putting over someone like Rhea Ripley is enough for her to be successful. No, you know uh, that's a good point because a lot of wrestling fans live their whole lives not knowing that. You know, uh, it's good. Guilty, oh, Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. Like back in the day, I remember. The Rock gave an MTV interview back when he was still wrestling. It's happening. Yeah. Like, if you're a wrestler, the number one thing you should have in your mind is that you want to be champion. So, yeah, yung prevailing philosophy na umi era long time na yun, time na attitude era. Everybody wants to be champion. Diba? The, only the deeper 
wrestling fans actually know that you can stab in your own, which is true. That you don't really have to be champion. You can just work, do a good job with, with the, the spots that you're given. And if you become champion, but if you actually do your work, if you actually do what's given for uh, do what they, they ask of you, then my already career way. Like you're gonna have the career that you wanted, regardless of whether you, you hold a belt or not. Well, that, well that's fair, a, that's the kayfabe goal, really. Yeah, the right, the right. real goal is to make money, but it, right. it just so happens that the uh, the Venn diagram of championship and uh, and money is you know very My intersection. Uh, uh, no, but to be fair, it's also been instilled because in many generations of fans and workers, now if you're not in it to be the world champion, why are you here? Right? Chris Jericho yeah. writes it in his book, and when it's in his book, you can assume that it's not kayfabe because it's him speaking as Christopher Irvine, right? Uh, but um, you're right, Rowan. There is something to what you said there. Now, you don't necessarily have to be a champion to call your career a success because just like in life outside of wrestling, you don't have to be the CEO to like say that you lived a good and successful life, diba. Right? So, yes. um, like, uh, Ro knows this more than most, him having been the actual wrestler here. But like, even for myself, nah, you know, I, I never stepped foot in a ring as an actual wrestler. doesn't mean I consider my wrestling career to date an actual failure, you know? Mm. So it depends on how you look at it. Depends on what perspective you bring into uh, your appreciation of either your wrestling career or somebody else's. Yeah. Oh, Rowan, yung level of maturity mo, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Rowan, I want to ask you: What was your first exposure to Natalia? Was it the Heart Dynasty or was it the farting gimmick? Okay. <laughs> well, Heart Dynasty, actually. Uh, two thousand. Two thousand. Kala farting gimmick kaya ayon. Well, nabutang ko rin Oh man! Yeah, just wanted to know. Uh, I'm I'm glad. Nah, it was the Hard Dynasty. Oh boy! Mm -hmm. All right, that's all we'll say about that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll show some love for NXT with our latter two picks of the week. And we're back. Let's go over to NXT and let's start with Chino and his pick. So initially, you wanted to talk about NXT Underground, but as discussed last weekend or last week. During the live stream, <laughs> I've, I've, sat, I've, I've sat down and rethought my pick and, and realized that, first of all, uh, Gable Stevenson trying to motivate somebody with a gold medal, <laughs> and him suddenly just becoming a suplex machine, wait, why is so, that down? Because I don't know, why would he so why would he just randomly suplex five uh, guys? Because that guy was match. trying to attack him, right? No, the, the last, the, the second dude didn't try to attack him. It was only the first dude that did he that. He came you in say, the ring. Pumasok oh ring. So he that was weird. going to attack him. Oh That's a, that was weird. Yung pumasok lang sa ring. Yung weird part. Diba? Not that he was instigated, oh, right. but the fact that they tried to instigate him yeah, in that, that manner. So you're major weird. The action was okay. Right? The action was okay. But then I saw B. Priestley, or sorry, Blair Davenport take on Roxanne Perez. And I really like this match because I number one, I want to uh, if there is an excuse for me to talk about Blair Davenport, I've been I will always take it. I've been a fan of hers since her New Japan run. It was a shy stardom run, yeah. I've been a fan of hers since she became Blair Davenport's NXT UK in that limited run that she had with Meiko Satamura. That's an incredible rivalry that I just everybody checks out. And now that she's back uh stateside. She ran this match with Roxanne, who is a former NXT champion, but still played the perfect underdog to Blair's 
hard-hitting style. I mean, the match ended with two, uh, I forget what she calls it, but two kamagoyes to the face. Mm. Right? So, ang ganda lang din nung end na yun. Very Japanese, very strong style. And if you're a fan of either Roxanne or Blair Davenport's, this is a match that I feel like you should check out as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mrs. Will Osprey. I mean, uh, there's a reason why she's here. And then, yeah, it is weird that she hasn't been used that much. Like, uh, of all things, I wouldn't have given the women's championship to Tiffany Stratton if I remembered uh, Blair D was still here. So that was pretty good. Um, uh, like, um, like most, I like uh, really hard hitting wrestling action, and uh, as anytime that the women, whether it's in WWE or AEW. They get to um, do their thing and, you know, hit as hard as the men or some men. It's always a win. So, you know, I problem. you have to shake the stigma of being labeled as soft, being seen as soft by uh, generally male or majority male uh, wrestling fandom. So anytime that you can bring it and actually uh, show that you can hurt your uh, your opponent in the ring. In a kayfabe way, of course, it's always a good thing. So, uh, good pick. Um, I enjoy this a lot, and I wish they would run this back in a uh, premium live event. Yeah, the question ko lang coming out of this one was: Yeah, they established na Blair Davenport was the mystery person, the NXT anonymous, I think, right? Uh, mm. That was attacking and injuring people. But Roxanne wasn't really one of her victims, and she wasn't especially close to Blair's victims. So after dispatching of Roxanne Perez, where does Blair go from here? Or what happens to this long-running angle of uh, Blair in a hood attacking people? Um, parang it's a it's a long waiting game until Wendy True or Sol Ruka or. Uh, Danny Luna, or not, not Danny Luna. Um, whoever it was, the, the third. Danny Palmer. Uh, Danny Palmer comes back and like gets their revenge, deba. Right? So you knew question ko coming out of that match. Yeah, like Ro mentioned, medyo problematic tento on for Blair's end because, like Ro mentioned, she hasn't been utilized as much. Because hey, maybe she doesn't want to be based full time stateside yet. I can only speculate. I doubt it. Because if you're NXT superstar, you're going to be full-time support. Then, yeah, again, why didn't he use it? Why didn't they stick her with the No, um, he was injured, skin? wasn't she? Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, sorry, sorry? He was injured after the Mandy Rose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pala, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah, but I'm going to agree with what Rose said here. They haven't been utilizing her as much, right? Given that they gave her Stephanie Stratton the title and they're making her bring the division, so ang ang awkward ng tignan because now medyo awkward then yung placement ng tong veterans sa roster, de ba? Somebody with as much as experience as her should have more of uh the workload on her shoulders, and yet now it's we're going to be stuck waiting for somebody else to step up to to Blair Davenport who is now this. Supposedly, this big villain in the women's division. Mm-hmm. I think she's just going to keep attacking people until she yeah. gets what she wants, like other Batista. I'm more concerned, really, where with where uh, Mako is. Like, I know she's coaching behind the scenes, but uh, I'm sure her uh, on-screen career was not over yet. Right, right. So, uh, even Roxanne, actually, because you know Roxanne's not in the championship picture. What is she doing until then? So those are I mean, a lot she's of young, marks. so she has time. But still, she's basically your top baby face in the women's division. I argue she still is, even though Lyra Valkyria is kind of like Tiffany Stratton's rival right now. Uh, Ika Rowan, any thoughts on this one? Did you get to catch NXT? 
I a, a bit, but I did. I wasn't aware of the storylines, but I did catch up this match. Um, uh, there was a bit of FPJ psychology, although it was the opposite. Because it's the heel who won, it's Blair who won. But like when Roxanne bumped to the steps and made her back to the way, made her way back to the ring. I thought she can continue the match and win. But it was a shock to me that she lost. So yeah. Uh, it, it's also weird now she's not in the title picture. I, I I noticed that too. Like what what is she doing? I like top baby face, but she's not doing that much. Like she's competing in random matches. But I guess it's like how Drew McIntyre uh how Drew McIntyre's run was like uh, before he challenged Roman uh, at Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so that's one NXT match from our picks of the week, and we're going to close it out with a second one. This is Rose pick. My pick of the week uh, is one um, Mustafa Ali versus Tyler Bate match, mostly because um, it is, again, it's different. Uh, if, you've, if you follow Mustafa Ali on Instagram, he usually posts uh, training videos. about he, he, I think he runs a school or he just trains. Now he can train just at some school, yeah. which is close to where he lives because he's always there like uh, on his off days. So uh, he trains Lucha, like a lot of Lucha, which you don't get to see on TV, which shows that he's really just taming his uh, wrestling style for TV. So... I know um, when you do two completely different styles, you are kind of inhibiting yourself and you're um, dumbing it down for your bosses on TV. So uh, when I saw this match on NXT, um, him just going uh, traditional old school British catch wrestling, world of sports style, na hindi super world of sports style, but it's not usually what you see Ali doing on Raw or whatever. I knew he was uh, really geeked about doing all of that stuff and wrestling uh, uh, someone of a different pedigree, such as Tyler Bate. So that was pretty cool. Um, you can, you, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I think you can tell that he was really enthusiastic about wrestling the way uh, Tyler was. So kitang kita in Sagadonia. And anytime that you get to see a wrestler enjoying it, Completely enjoying what he's doing in the ring. It's always fun. And um, because of that, it became a good match as well. Uh, Ali versus Tyler Bate, where you can't go wrong with that. And then Mm -hmm. they went to the obvious logical conclusion where Ali wins the opportunity to face uh, Wesley for the North American Championship. So all that came together for a really, really fun mid-card match on last week's episode. Yeah, uh, when I saw this match, it's black and gold NXT all over again in the best way, where you've got two vets basically uh, just stealing the show on a random TV episode of NXT. And that was the reason I fell in love with NXT in the first place. Um, I love both these guys, Tyler Bate and Mustafa Ali. I was sure when I'd seen the match that this was going to end up in our Picks of the Week episode. And true enough, Ro beat me to it. So I'm glad that uh, we get to talk about this match and talk about how they made this uh, episode of NXT pretty fun just because of that one match. Yeah, no. Go ahead, Rowan. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So when I was watching this match, so Debaro, you said like World of Sports, yung naalala mo. So, right, right? One so, sport. Um, it's only one sport. Okay. World of Sport. Yeah. World of Sport. Yeah. So, ako naman, 
it's like a clash of UK Championship Tournament and Cruiserweight Classic Tournament. Right. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, both of them started there. So, uh, the match was so good. Like, it, it reminded me so much of the tournament. And both men showed their technical acrobatic skills and, or high flying acrobatic skills and their technical prowess. Lapos, yung favorite part ko dito is uh, Ali locking in the STF. And I'd say it's more devastating than how John Cena locks it in. And yung second favorite part ko is how Tyler Bate escaped uh, from that STF and doing the air- airplane spin. Yeah, that's uh, one of his uh, ano naman talaga, uh, signature. Yeah, the airplane kalaw. spin, yeah. si bop and bag, anyway. No, even I'm, Tyler I'm, Bate being to escape and shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that Mustafa Ali is having a very good second run in NXT. Kind of glossed over that fact, considering na yung black and gold era has halos kasabay niya yung cruiserweight uh, 205 live era, diba? So parang may crossover sila, yes, and they did get merged at some point. But even then, when that happened, nasa main roster na si Mustafa Ali. So this current Mustafa Ali run, I'm really, really enjoying. Like, I'm really getting to see your young character come out in the ring other than, you know, being straddled with other characters in the past, like a, a hacker and, and the leader of a fake cult. So I'm really glad that we're getting to see like more of Mustafa Ali be himself instead of being straddled with his, his fake persona in the ring. He hasn't won a single title. Pano. No, he has not. Nope. Uh, that is the whole oh. thing. So it's funny because when he when he's down at NXT, he's talking to he's little broing the 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 rookies. So parang it's it's weird that he is like the youngest veteran I've ever seen in the, in the entire company. Because um, he's technically a young boy. Because uh, well, no, he's not young. He's thirty seven. But it feels like he is because he's never won a championship. He's he's forever stuck in the mid card after that uh, really quick uh, dabble uh, brush with greatness back in 2019. So yeah, with Brian. Uh, so it's pretty funny that um, it doesn't. That was he looks pretty young, but his face. So uh, I always think of him as a as a rookie all this time. So. Um, it's it's weird, but then you remember it's like TJ and uh, he has been a veteran for all these years. So um, pretty interesting to see, and I do hope we'll, we'll get to that when we pick uh, Great American Bash in I guess a couple of weeks. About yep, but I do hope he wins that championship. Yeah, uh, he deserves it. You know, it, it's long overdue. Um, I think when Mustafa Ali wins his first championship, it'll be like how the local fans celebrated Roe winning his first championship in the local scene. So, I don't think it was like that. Well, people did cheer. People did uh, clamor for it. So to give you credit, there was a demand at the time. All right. Uh, those are our picks of the week. You can find all of them over on our social media if you want to chime in with yours. Or if you want to uh, let us know what you thought of our picks of the week, hit us up on TikTok and on Twitter. It is at Threads. We don't have any Threads. Oh, no. no, no. Um, until Threads make, can, you know, lets me switch between accounts easily without any Threads. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we will find ourselves on Threads when we find ourselves on Threads. Yeah. In the meantime, you can follow us individually, both on Twitter and on Threads. It is at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, at Gina Supersized, at Rowiswar, and at underscore Stan C. 
We'll catch you on Thursday for our regular live stream at 7 p.m., both on Facebook and on YouTube. And uh, thank you very much to our Babyface producers over at PNA for all of the hard work that they do behind the scenes. All of the plugs we need to plug, we'll plug them on the live stream on Thursday at the end of the show. Until then, this has been the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On behalf of Chino Liao, Ro Moran, and Rowan ASH, my name is Stan C. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.